Update 1.2 for Microsoft Dynamics CRM 2015 has been released. Stick with us and we'll discuss the ins and outs of the latest update, including what packages are available for download, where to find the update, and this time we'll talk specifically about some of the fixes in this release around the CRM for Outlook client. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Microsoft Premier Field Engineering for Dynamics podcast. My name is Ryan Anderson and with me as usual is Mr. Greg Nichols. Greg, how's the world treating you today? Uh, just fine, Ryan. I hope it's treating you well too. Absolutely. Good to talk to you again. Hey, you too. So today we're going to be talking about Microsoft Dynamics CRM 2015 Update 1.2. Before we jump into those details, um, just wanted to let everyone know that you can find more of our CRM content as usual on the on the blog, which is uh, blogs.msdn.microsoft.com/crm-in-the-field, or of course you can use your search engine of choice to, uh, by searching on CRM in the field. Um, feel free to use the comment section there, and uh, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter where you can find us at PFE Dynamics. Um, so feel free to reach out um, to us there with any, uh, any questions. Um, so let's get started um, here and chat about CRM 2015 update 1.2. So Greg, um, have the, the new packages been released for uh, update 1.2? Yes, by my count, they were released nine days ago. So they released July 18th to the Download Center. Um, they have not appeared last time I looked on Microsoft Update yet, but you could ex expect them to hit Microsoft Update in the third quarter of calendar year 2016. That is pretty soon. Sure. So looking at the packages uh, that are available, looks like there's maybe a few missing that we usually talk about. Uh, what's uh, going on there? Yeah, we, we discussed this on uh, the podcast for Update 1.1 as well. It's the same story where uh, the server-side changes in Update 1.0 um, were uh, for CRM online customers only. They were never released for, uh, for on-premise customers, so a.k.a. Service Pack 1 for CRM 2015. So as a result, um, we decided to create 1.1 and now 1.2 packages uh, for the non-server components. So you have, again, 32 and 64-bit packages for the Outlook client, for the multi-language user interface, aka language packs, and the email router. Uh, but what is missing um, this time, and as was the case for Update 1.1, was a uh, package for CRM Server. Uh, the SQL, service, uh, SQL Server Reporting Services Data Connector, or SSRS, uh, update rollup, as well as the Tools Package, um, which drops some files into your... Uh, tools folder on the server and includes the uh, command line orgdp org settings tool so that was not released either uh, but you'll be getting any server-side fixes um, that are needed if when you're on CRM online obviously through the CRM online team okay 
Makes sense. Um, and uh, what should we be looking for as far as the latest? Uh, what's the build number on this release? Yeah, if uh, if you look at the uh, properties page for any of the packages, uh, you know, right-click properties. There's a, a property sheet, uh, the details tab of which includes the build number. If you're wanting to know where to go there, uh, it is 7.1.2.1032. Uh, and, you know, once you have it installed, you can obviously find that out through, like, help about uh, on either CRM server or the client. Sure. Okay. And what, uh, what should people be looking for uh, as far as the, the knowledge base uh, number uh, for this update? 3140800. Excuse me. Let me try that again. Three one four one eight zero nine. So has has been the case before. It's been uh, out there for a while uh, before we actually released the packages to the download center, so that admin types and curious CRM uh, users can take a look uh, in advance of the release to figure out what fixes are coming. You know, might save you a. Uh, a support case um, if it's obvious that uh, the problem you're seeing is going to be fixed in the upcoming roll-up. So it's always a good idea to keep your eye on uh, those pre-released KB articles, which I try to provide the, the numbers and a link to uh, in the collateral page, which we've talked about before, um, uh, so that you can look at the... Uh, the KB article before the packages are released. Sure, and I know we've talked about the the blog a little bit already, um, and that you do put together a, uh, a a separate article for each update. Um, so has that one? Have you posted that one yet for uh, for this update? Yep, uh, a week ago. So it's just a couple of a couple of days. Uh, let's see, it was July twentieth, actually, that I published it. So it's it was a couple of days after the packages were uh, released to the download center. So it's been out there for a while. Okay. Very good. Um, and, uh, again, if you're looking for that blog, you can search on CRM in the field, and that should uh, come up pretty readily. Um, yep. And so, uh, so then kind of at a high level, what's new and special about Update 1.2? Well, uh, there are no no new features, so I'd say nothing in particular. There's no new features uh, in this update. Uh, as as you know, features are generally released either in major releases like CRM 2015 RTM or uh, service packs, not in updates. So a collection of fixes. Um, we did mention that... Uh, we don't have server SSRS or tools packages. What I wanted to call out is that there's uh, quite a few fixes uh, on the order of, I think, about 170 that I counted. Uh, and this is simply because it's been almost a year since uh, Update Rollup 1.1 was released, the last release on this uh, this branch, so that uh, you know they have accumulated and are now available for you. Sure. Okay. And um, what about uh, uh, uninstall? If someone installs it and has a problem, are they able to uninstall this update? Yes, definitely. Um, unlike service packs, which typically uh, 
cannot be uninstalled because service packs, like I said, they add features, and often those include uh, database schema changes, adding new tables for new added entities, etc. cetera. Uh, so those aren't uninstallable, but as this is a simple update, a collection of hotfixes essentially, it is uninstallable via um, add remove programs. AKA now it's Windows, sorry, programs and features. You do, you do need to go back over and uh, do view installed updates in the left pane of uh, add remove or uh, programs and features uh, to show the update um, specifically, which would be update 1.2, and you can uninstall it from there. All right, great. Um, any uh, any of these fixes that you mentioned need to be enabled or configured manually? Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder if we should just skip this section of these podcasts, right. uh, Ryan, because there hasn't been one um, for uh, either 2013 or 2015, or for that matter, 2016. So, like I've said before, it may just be a thing of the past, but you never know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ryan, Ryan, let's uh, let's agree to keep our eye on this and make sure that we don't get blindsided. Sure, makes sense. Um, all right. So, any of those fixes then that you'd kind of specifically like to mention? Yeah, sure. Like I said, there's about 170 fixes uh, that are listed in the knowledge base article as well as the PFE blog for our update rollup 1.2. Um, again, because it's been uh, almost a year since we released the last one. Uh, so it is important that you, that you review the entire fix list um, uh, just to proactively get in there and address any issues that uh, your end users may, may be seeing. Um, but that being said, uh, note that there are about 10 fixes uh, for the mobile client application. We call it the Mocha client that you can get uh, through iTunes or Google Play or the Windows Store. Um, so those, those fixes are, of course, released via those uh, application versions as opposed to getting them on the download center. Um, and there are... So there's 10 total. I think there were seven for the Mocha client and uh, three for the CRM for good technologies application, which for those companies that use uh, good technologies, uh, uh, servers and infrastructure to uh, allow external access uh, through uh, basically a container, a security container approach with good technologies. We do have a spe- app specifically designed for that. There were three fixes for that. Uh, and then I wanted to just buzz through because there's even a rather large list of fixes for the Outlook client, which is what I wanted to focus on. Um, in fact, I'm looking at, uh, oh boy, maybe 25. So again, in the interest of time, I'll run through them rather quickly, but just to say that if you're an Outlook client user, you know, obviously with that many fixes in Update Rollup 1.2, it's probably a good idea to to go ahead and test this first. Of course, you test everything uh, in pre-prod before you deploy it to uh, all the end users in production. But that being said, that that operation, uh, that operation of getting it tested and deployed in whatever means you want to deploy it, um, 
which might include uh, just having them hit the uh, hit Microsoft Update or setting up uh, System Center Configuration Manager uh, packages or however you deploy software in within your organization. It's a good idea to get, to get those into production um, eventually. So. Um, one, the first one would be uh, just around Outlook uh, client configuration, where you're actually pointing your Outlook client to a particular tenant in a drop-down list. Uh, some, depending on your situation, that configuration may fail um, if you have installed update uh, 7.1. So what what that means essentially is a, this is called a, a a regression i suppose where uh, it was working before but in in a few corner cases that stopped working um so one approach would be to uninstall the 7.1 um client update um but better yet get yourself uh to 1.2 uh next one is uh for those of you that use custom email templates uh within the uh, CRM for Outlook client uh those are inaccessible uh it will throw an error message um your some folks uh, again this is pretty much a corner case but uh will be getting uh errors thrown when launching Outlook when the item is tracked from a non-default store and tied to a non-CRM user, uh, in other words, a user that's not a uh, does not have a CRM user record. So I think we talked about this before, if I recall correctly, uh, as being released in 2016 as well. Um, again, uh, we're unable to configure Outlook to an organization that has a sitemap. Um, that has been adjusted with matching sub-area IDs uh, in a group, uh, and in a particular case when show group is set to false. So, again, a corner case, but if that uh, rings a bell with you, that's fixed in 1.2. Uh, next one would be uh, you will perhaps occasionally see an, an error. Specifically, there was an error displaying the records in this view. Uh, when opening certain views in the Outlook client, which uh, the error will not be thrown in the browser clients, or browser client essentially would, no matter what browser you're using. Uh, let's see, the next one is um, the synchronization of the Outlook client, which as, as you know, uh, happens periodically and you can set periodicity of that. Um, is actually uh, resetting and triggering some recurring appointment reminders. So only specific for recurring appointments. Um, there's some uh, uh, undesirable or unexpected behavior uh, with uh, the synchrony, the the triggers basically of the appointment reminders. Uh, next one would be uh, the CRM Outlook client. Um, typically automatically refreshes your authentication token, which uh, I believe is a Kerberos token. Um, uh, it's supposed to be happening after 30 to 60 minutes, uh, but that refresh isn't happening, so that was fixed. Um, there's an error that is potentially thrown when configuring the Outlook client again. 
the data type is not valid for the Boolean operation. So if you've ever seen that error when trying to configure the Outlook client to point to uh, one of your tenants, then uh, that, that is fixed as well. Here's another one uh, that's related to the CRM 2015 update 1.1 um, release where there are some issues depending on your customizations on accessing HTML web resources in the Outlook client. Again, this does not repro in, in the web client. So uh, next one would be, you know, okay, we're almost halfway through here. Um, Still with but you. These are yeah, okay. Uh, I, I think they're they're actually worth touching on. So, um, if you have if there are two exchange accounts uh, in the same profile uh, and same Outlook profile, essentially you're going to be prompted for the same email address for both accounts. So that uh, is a code issue that was uh, was resolved. Um, this is an error that is helpful for troubleshooting um, Outlook client configuration because there is a log file that's always created. Uh, it's it's in under your app data um, section under the end user's uh, user profile. So in other words, it's usually your email name essentially within the file system. So when you're uh, when you are configuring your client, it creates a log whether it, it uh, succeeds or fails. In the case of failure, this log is, is very good to, uh, to refer to. And we were missing some information that uh, used to exist, including the error code uh, number or a forward link for dynamic help. Those were showing up in the config log that uh, were uh, not uh, until one day, until you update to 1.2. Um, again, uh, again, we're talking about Outlook client configuration quite a bit. Um, it was not supposed to, but does create an out, uh, when configured, creates an Outlook, or excuse me, an address book provider subscription, uh, which could potentially, uh, a lot of folks don't use the CRM address book provider all that much. Um, but rather the global address list in exchange for performance reasons. Ryan, I think you remember us talking about that in the past. So um, so anyway, that was not supposed to be creating those subscriptions, and uh, with 1.2, that subscription creation for uh, the address book provider no longer happens. Uh, when you're changing an appointment to a recurring appointment um, in Outlook, the regarding field is removed which is not by design. Uh, that was a code issue that has been addressed. Um, when, uh, again, you know, you, the two compelling reasons, I believe, that uh, folks use the CRM client for Outlook is because you can track emails in CRM, highly desirable, as well as uh, re set regarding to basically link them to the entity of your choice. Uh, essentially, when you hit track in CRM, um, if that user um, does not have the uh, priv read convert rule privilege uh, in the security roles that are assigned to them, then you will get an error that you're not supposed to. That is, you do not have permission to access these records. So again, if you see that when you're clicking on track in CRM, 
Um, you might want to have your system administrator take a look at uh, your roles. But in general, it should be fine. Um, it's, it's not that you need to uh, change those roles as much as install this update to get rid of that privilege there. Uh, next thing is a marketing list in the CRM for Outlook client is not refreshing as it should. That is auto-refresh, um, as uh, is happening in the web client. So that was fixed in update uh, 1.2. Um, again, with regards to configuring the Outlook client, um, you don't – actually, that's a duplicate. I'm sorry. I spoke of this before. My bad. Um, next one is uh, – Using the CRM Outlook client, you the message tracking Outlook client in CRM, contacting CRM, is not supposed to appear in these track sense emails, but it does, so that has been fixed. Uh, let's just talk about a couple of more um, in the interest of time. Um, after you synchronize, occasionally you will find that attachments that were in a tracked Outlook appointment um, are removed. The attachments disappear from the Outlook appointment. So that has been resolved because that can be a impactful issue. Um, again, when you're configuring the Outlook client, um, very occasionally, I've never seen one of this one, I don't know about you, Ryan, that the database file cannot be found, error is thrown. I've not seen that one, but evidently some customers have reported that. Nope, haven't seen that one either. Okay, and the last one let's talk about then is, uh, as you know, you can save queries um, in both the Outlook client and the uh, web client. And save query is working just fine in the web browser, but when you're opening a save query uh, in CRM Outlook, depending on what the nature of the uh, save query, you can get an error, uh, which is there was an error displaying the records in this view. So, again, that just pertains to save queries. So if you see that, um, you know why and can get that fixed by installing this update rollup. All right. Great, Greg. Uh, thanks, Greg, for, the, for that rundown. And just, uh, just a reminder that the full list of uh, fixes is in the Knowledge Base article or in the blog. Um, so the ones that Greg just went through were mostly focused on the Outlook client. Um, so if you're looking to see what other ones are... Um, uh, fixed in this update. Take a look at the take a look at the blog. So, any uh, final thoughts about update 1.2, Greg? Well, yes, sir, Ryan. Um, essentially, uh, you know, it is your right, your privilege to to continue running CRM 2015 through the uh, the uh, mainstream support, or for that matter, extended support. Um, however, there are some compelling reasons that, that on-premise customers should think about uh, moving to CRM 2016. So as we've talked about before, uh, CRM 2016 RTM, or release to manufacturer, the original release, included a lot of new features that were pretty compelling. That would include, oh, let's say, I think the most important one might have been the new menu structure that was uh, introduced in CRM Online in Update uh, 1 for Online Only is available for RTM uh, for on-premise customers for CRM 2016. Service Pack 1 is now out. In fact, Ryan, you probably remember we did a podcast uh, and blog for that a while back. Yep. Um, 
and uh, that uh, has uh, several uh, really compelling features that are added. So again, those are, are discussed in the blog for Service Pack 1 for CRM 2016 and elsewhere. Um, one that I'm particularly excited about is the new lightweight CRM application for Outlook, which was available. It basically works with uh, OA, our, our uh, Outlook Web Access. Um, it does require that you use server-side synchronization um, as opposed to uh, either Outlook or the email router for email sends and release and uh, sends and receives. But if you are using SSS or server-side sync and you are using SSL, in other words, you have the certificate set up and you're uh, accessing the uh, the site via HTTPS, then you're good to go in configuring the lightweight CRM application for Outlook, which is actually deployed to users through the CRM server. Uh, so CRM admins do that, so there's nothing to install uh, on the client side, uh, nothing to service. So that's pretty cool stuff that's coming. That's becoming more and more popular and is an alternative um, to the Outlook client because it allows you to track and set regarding emails, as was the case with the Outlook client, which, again, like I mentioned, is kind of, for me, the most compelling reasons that, that customers bring up the Outlook client in the first place. So you can do it with both now. So, so uh, yeah, just to mention that... Uh, you know, PFE blogs and podcasts, Ryan, we've been doing this forever, and uh, they are available for all released updates and service packs for CRM 2016, and uh, hopefully we'll do this uh, going forward. All right. Yeah, well, thank you, Greg. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, to mention the blog one more time. That's the place where you can find uh, all this information um, along with, uh, with other topics around CRM, um, and that's this blogs.msdn.microsoft.com slash CRM in the field. And I also wanted to mention that uh, just recently we updated our uh, list of services uh, out there. Um, it's on the uh, on the right side of the of the screen under the recommended links. Uh, PFE Dynamic Services, I think, is the name. So, if you're interested in uh, what kind of services that we can uh, we can offer, take a look there. There's uh, links to all the different data sheets, things like performance review, code review, workshops, all that good stuff. So, take a look. Thanks there. for bringing that out. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Ryan. I send that link out to uh, that particular PFE blog. Uh, probably three times a week because customers are always interested in uh, the PFE package services. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, again, you can uh, get in touch with us on Twitter at PFE Dynamics and catch us there with any uh, questions or uh, thoughts. So um, I think that's uh, all for this time. Thanks again, Greg. Thank you, Ryan. Always a pleasure. Let's do it again. All right. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. Okay. <laughs>